0: In this episode, my friend Mike Revis and I sit down and we expand on our previous conversations from episodes 111 and 113. We had fun. Hope you enjoyed listening. Thank you. Welcome to the Bank of Life podcast. I'm your host James Nethery, and look, I'm excited today because I have our friend Mike Rivas, in here. Um, he happened to be in North Texas, so he agreed to come up here and share his time, and uh, very thankful for that and appreciative. And it's always good to see you, Mike. Um, it has been a, he's been on one and two. There's a two part episode that he's been a guest on previously, and I highly encourage you to. To go watch that, but we're just gonna kind of have a conversation, and you're invited to listen if you wish. And we're gonna just update from from then till now, all okay.
1: right? Yeah, I've learned a bit since then. Um, but one of the things that um, w- the reason I, I brought this up in one of our conversations was after that aired, um, I a few people contacted me one one through your office, and then other people just tracked me down somehow by my name and found my email and I got a few emails Wow! and and I did I did meet with some of them either on the phone or a zoom call and um they were asking me questions about stuff that I said and I was like I thought I, I thought I was clear on that so I went back and watched it and <laughs> I did exactly what I told you I was going to do I was going to act like Doug from the movie up where I'm trying to make a point then boom I'm over here I'm on this tangent I'm that tangent sometimes I come back to the point sometimes I don't and uh but It was because it was very unscripted, right? I just, at first I prepared something, but then I just said, you know, I just want to have a conversation because I'm talking about my journey. I wasn't trying to, you know, present anything that, from IBC, it was more about what I understood IBC, so I didn't right. really feel the need to prepare. But that also meant I was all over the place. Uh, so the message wasn't as clear that's, as. That's as the way
0: it. I speak. I'm all over the place. Yeah, I have yeah. a hard time remembering to come back and wrap up a point sometime. But yeah, maybe um, the, the listener can you know listen to it more than one time, or maybe maybe take a make a timestamp wherever we start.
1: Yeah, and, 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 and there were there were like three things that kind of popped to the top of my head. Like one was. Um, why did I do this, right? And, and it really came down to the difficulty of trying to achieve the American dream. Um, the other thing was, is I kind of had an epiphany about um, becoming your own bank or an IBC. And it was it was right after we did the pod, we recorded it. It aired a few months later, but right after we recorded our podcast, the very next podcast you had was the, um, the Halloween special with all your very interesting
0: guests, right? I did a lot of prep work in that one.
1: (laughs) I enjoyed it. Um, And I I don't recall exactly what triggered um, me to have an epiphany about it because I I had mentioned, I'm not sure I'm doing it right. I'm not sure I know how to use it properly, but you you said something in there that was like a light bulb moment, right? So that was something I wanted to share. Um, I also wanted to clarify a little bit about what the spreadsheet actually does. Um, When people ask me about it, it's like no, that's just one part. What everything that you know, most of the questions I have is really done by the illustration software, and and that is a component of my spreadsheet. But that's not why it's made. Right. If if I need an illustration, I'll just I'll just ask for one. You know, ask for an enforce. But that's not what it does. And so, a lot of questions were based around that. And I said no, no, no. That that's not why I spent so much time on um, the spreadsheet. And so I just kind of want to clarify some of those things and explain it um and i and i saw your recent QA. and so for for some of your guests who um don't want to spend more than what was it 15 minutes or whatever he, the guy said like your videos are too long i mean i was i was oh the, yeah yeah all right so so there's <laughs> there's something on the internet called um tldr tldr too long didn't read oh yeah, it, yeah. it's basically you just summarize it right and and so the the points I was trying to make was that um, <laughs> traditional ve- vehicles to retirement are not reliable. Um, we have to kind of unlearn what we were taught in order to, to to look out for what's in our best interest, and, but that's very difficult to do.
0: Very. That, um, actually, unlearning is more difficult than learning. Mm-hmm. Very often.
1: Yeah, you tend to have what they call confirmation bias and look for things that confirm your way of thinking rather than challenge your way of thinking. And that, that's just human nature. Um, the other thing that I had to learn, um, you could say the hard way is, policy illustrations are not IBC. They're not the same thing, right? Um, a 20-minute, what I call sales pitch with an illustration, is not IBC. It is not, and and I think that's what most of us are exposed to, um, because for whatever reason, the, 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 these types of um, presentations of IBC are either funded better, have click funnels, whatever. That's our most people's initial exposure to it. Is that. Mm you're interchanging IBC and becoming your own banker with a policy. They're, they're not interchangeable. They're not the same thing. And so that was one thing, you know, I, I, I tried to um, talk about. And one of the things you've mentioned on several occasions is, you know, the policy is not worth the paper it's printed. The minute you hit print, it's already inaccurate. And I didn't quite understand why you said that. Like, why? Did dividends change that fast? Do, you know, I didn't understand. Right. But when I thought about it, and my personal experience, I knew that to be true because there are like three things that have to line up perfectly or have to be in a perfect world for that policy illustration to be correct. And they never are. Number one, you you have to get basically the health rating that it says. We don't all get that rating. I personally did not. All of the policy illustrations
0: I got... I, I was below that, right? I, did did you know? Let me, and, and, and I agree with you. The illustrations that you received in general, mm-hmm. were they were they illustrated at standard or preferred, or do you recall
1: whatever the level is behi- below the highest? So whatever the
0: highest level is, super one level. preferred, generally. and and rating. Different companies have different ratings, right? Mm-hmm. But basically, we have standard, uh, and then preferred, super preferred. They can call it different things, top tier, ultra preferred. Mm -hmm. There's different language in the industry. But, and the reason I ask this is because that gives you the highest death benefit. You know, it'll, it'll, it'll comparatively, it'll illustrate, you know, higher cash values over Mm -hmm. time. And everybody wants to be preferred. Yeah. Everybody, everyone wants to be preferred. and. I'm thankful that I can still get standards. So I'm going to keep buying until they say, no, James, you're uninsurable. Because the rating really doesn't matter if you understand the infinite banking concept. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. I'd rather know that I need to work on my health, right, as to not know and then never address it. Right. And what I mean by that, just by the mere fact that you're applying for life insurance, there's going to be some actuaries, some medical underwriters. You know tell you it's like yeah you're standard you're about like everybody else or oh you're preferred you're mm-hmm. you know above average because you eat right and you exercise or you're all american you know you're a little bit portly and you could stand to lose some weight and if you don't do something about that nothing's going to change all right uh, but you know I, I don't want to i'm coming coming back to my point that it's very common to see preferred illustrations mm-hmm. when that's not what we typically are you know if you're 20 30 an athlete maybe but then then you got to rerun the illustration. The advisor has to rerun the illustration. You know, then it's kind of a disappointment. If you said, oh, you can get preferred. I mean, why go through all that? Right. Anyway, sorry. But well,
1: and, and I attribute that to trying to sell from the illustration. They're trying to earn your business through an illustration. And I was one of those people, right? I I I, sure. I fell into that trap. So, yeah, you, you got to have a good health rate. No guarantee you're going to get that, right? So that's one perfect assumption you have to make about the policy illustration. The second one is that the policy will perform as... Noted, right? That they will have that dividend, and and most of them, the the non guaranteed, as you mentioned, is like the the current experience, yeah. Not an average or not a you know high low whatever, and so it's the best case scenario as of today. We're assuming today it's
0: going to get it's going to be just as good today. Tomorrow they don't know that, right? Yeah, so as if nothing changes in the future, right? They're not more profitable. The life insurance company is not more profitable mm-hmm. or less profitable in the future. Their profits right. don't change, right? Uh, well, we know that's not going to occur,
1: and and then the third thing, which is the most important thing, um, which is why I I created my spreadsheet is your performance with the policy. Are you going to pay those dividend or those those uh, premiums? You know, max fund or whatever it's illustrated on time. You're not going to have a bad year where you, where you can't make that payment. It's going to impact your dividend, right? And and they don't they don't show that. They show you the perfect. Yeah. Illustration—they're trying to sell it from you, but but that's that's not IBC. Um, but e- but even if you are one of those people, because I was, who, bu- who buys into IBC because of an illustration, not because I understood the book, but because this looks good. Even if you are one of those people, I, I would I would strongly, highly recommend um, your 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 partner, Mister Griggs, recently put out a seven-part series. Mm-hmm on the what is it called the the whole life insurance mechanics from the perspective of 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 it, uh, becoming your own banker not most cash value not this not that just from the perspective of this this is a tool or mechanism to implement these concepts so what is the concept what is the the, the tenets of the book dictate or strongly recommend y- y- how you create this tool right and and so it was eye opening because I, I was unsure. And, and I mentioned in the, in the last podcast, I was unsure about these numbers. Being a number guy, I, I, I wasn't 100% trusting these numbers. There was more to it. And, and that's why I engaged with you. and And I had a certain comfort level that because you understand it so well that what you produce is going to be the best, in my best interest, the best for my situation. But I didn't realize how much risk, which is what I don't want in this. I've got risk in my 401k. I've got risk in my IRA. I've got risk all over the place. The one place I don't want risk, I didn't realize until I watched this seven-part series how much risk and twisting and uncertainty you're introducing to a policy if you design it for the wrong thing. If you design it for maximum cash value instead of designing it to become your own banker, you're adding risk that you should. If I want risk, I'll go to Vegas, yep. right? I, high, much higher risk reward there. Absolutely. And and I really enjoyed uh, watching that, but it, it gave me an, an an even stronger sense of I dodged the bullet. If if all you see in IBC is 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 the best policy illustration, you're heading down the wrong road. You you, you might not end up where you think. And right. and and that was what this was to me I've I've been down several roles where it was either a dead end or I didn't end up where I was in my 401k and other retirement vehicles this was supposed to be you know guaranteed destination it may not be as as lucrative or as fancy or as nice but I I want a guaranteed destination and you you take on way too much risk and and the other thing too that that I don't know that I'm sure, if I'm trying to sell policies, I'm not going to make this apparent to someone or I'm not going to draw attention to it. Like if I, you know, you like trucks. If I'm trying to sell you a truck, I'm going to sell you on how much towing capacity, you know, um, horsepower, size. I'm not going to tell you how much gas it burns, right? That's, a, <laughs> right? that's a negative, especially with prices. So I'm not going to dwell or highlight the the negatives. But sure. to me, when I when I think about, buying, thinking that a policy illustration is IBC, at the end of the day, IBC is not gonna fail you. You are gonna fail IBC. Either you're not disciplined or you get sold on, you know, a shiny policy or what have you. And, and so those those risks aren't, you know, cl- clear. And so it that that's one of the things um, that I really appreciate, um, and, and I alluded to, but I didn't make it quite clear the last time I was here is, you know, I said you were a terrible salesman because you were I, tra- I, I relished that statement. Thank <laughs> you for saying it. I was a little shocked, maybe a little, maybe and, a little hurt, but and, and I re- re- love that. The reason I said that is you weren't trying to sell me a policy. You weren't trying to dazzle me with an illustration. And that's, that's the difference I appreciate between you and everyone else I ran to. Everyone else is trying to sell me an illustration with IBC, you know, kind of writ- yeah. scribbled over it versus you're trying to help me become my own banker. That's the biggest difference. With you and your team, I'm, you're, you're, you're a guide for me to become my own banker. Everyone else is just trying to sell me a policy. And that's just, that's the weed eater. You know, that story I told you, uh, the, the, the video of This is Nelson Nash, around the 32 minute mark, he tells a story about logic and the weed eater is the key component to that story. The illustration could be considered the weed eater. That little bit of information could lead you to make a completely bad call even though you're logically looking at it. it could it's It's not enough information right. for you to make the right call on this. And so, you know, for the person that only wants 15 minutes, that's the gist of what I wanted to get
0: across there's more detail to it but that's kind of well i i love that thank you for the kind words i greatly appreciate that i mean we write a tremendous amount of life insurance and i'm appreciative and thankful um but it's the people that you get to work with right it's the people and the things that they do and the things that they don't know that they can do and they understand and see that it's like oh my gosh i mean that's uh life-changing for them their families as well as me and it's exciting mm-hmm. you know it, it's very common it, it, you you mentioned you know not really sure how to use it or what to do and you know <clears throat> part of the reason i did i like the you know i love history but part of the reason i did the um the uh october you know the halloween special that mm-hmm. that you mentioned is uh, it's a parody, right? But and I believe that good comedy is based in truth. I'm not saying I was overly funny, but I'm, I did a parody on purpose. You know, <clears throat> if you're going to bedazzle me with a great big exotic illustration, and then uh, and I don't know what's going on behind the numbers, and most people can't build this machine of of truth that you have. I mean, they don't have your abilities to to put that machine together Mm -hmm. right so and not that they're not analytic they could be very analytical Um, but you spent you know a, a considerable amount of time getting illustrations from the internet or wherever they came from and entering this data into the machine that you built. And, and I, and I love what you said too. It's what you do. You know, it's you are going to have a greater bearing on the results of a life insurance policy than even the life insurance company. Mm -hmm. It's the action of the owner. Well, and it takes a process of time to figure that out or to see that for that to become apparent for all of us. Mm -hmm. Um, But if I'm going to make a decision based on a a 30 second TikTok video or one minute, you know, I don't know all the social media platforms out there and, and I hear regularly that these are too long and, and I get it. And I also understand that I speak slow. You can, you can speed up the play, right? (laughs) You can, you can do it 1.5 or two times and then you can stop it and pick it up later. Um, I think it's worth doing that if you listen, especially to people like you and the previous guest, I think we mentioned Barry Dyke um, mm-hmm. earlier, and then it, it is, and then Ryan Griggs's content, it's out there at no cost. You know, take the time to, to vet it, to see if it even makes sense mm-hmm. or not. Um, to have a bedazzled illustration, if I'm just trying to go cash on cash in one year or year one, year two, year three, year four, if I'm only focused on that, to make that happen, right? To massage that illustration software, to manipulate the software, and I'm not necessarily saying the manipulation in a bad, you know, mm-hmm. uh, content context, but what has to be done there? You're in, you're you're introducing. Fragility into that policy, and the more you do that, the more fragile it becomes, and the longer it's in existence, the more fragile it becomes. But it doesn't show that on the illustration, mm-hmm. right? So if I see this great big, you know, I'm all in on this idea and I'm focused on the numbers, you pretty much you've already made a bad decision, mm-hmm. and it's because you don't know what you don't know, mm-hmm. right? And maybe whomever presented the illustration doesn't know what they don't know, right? Right? Maybe they don't know. What happens in the future? Um, and is it isn't going to be tragic in every case? No. But you don't want to be the individual, you know, talking about underwriting earlier, that, uh, you know, 59 years old and you're forced to enter into another policy because you can't pay enough premium because of the structure of the policy that you own, forces you to reduce your premium. And if I choose to reduce my premium, it's one thing. Mm -hmm. But if I have the ability and the desire to pay a premium and you force me to reduce my premium, then you're forcing me to go back through underwriting at 59. You know, who wants to do that? And then going through the loss of liquidity in the early years all over. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a very profitable place for the the agent, the advisor to continue buying policies. Mm -hmm. And I'm not even opposed to multiple policies. I'm just saying being forced to purchase another policy because of the incorrect structure of the policy that you own. Mm. Um, That is why I get up and do these podcasts. That's why we have, this is why I do what we do so we can advance the idea that you can become your own banker and putting free content out there where you're not forced into a funnel unaware. You know? um,
1: And, And I think what you just talked about is another big differentiation between yourself and most other "Quote unquote," IBC practitioners is with them. It's one way, and if you don't do it, there's something wrong with you. If you don't do a, an aggressive split, you're, you're 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 not doing it right. You you said there are other ways to do it, and there are cases where that makes sense, right? That, but the thing I really like is that number one, you're not. It has to be this way, and it can't be that way, or vice versa. But when you when someone does maybe go against your advice, you at least explain to them why. Like you said, if, if, if you're, you know, if you have a, maybe a, a huge need for capital, like you're opening a new chain in your restaurant, yeah, maybe you do want as much cash on cash as possible. But like you said, if you're thinking long-term, if I'm buying a policy thing, I'm gonna fund it for, you know, 30 something years, then that doesn't work for you. Mm-hmm. But if you insist, you will explain to them clearly why you know what the risks are, and if they're comfortable, so be it. So I, I like the fact that you're not totally against something. You 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 understand there's a place for it, and even when you don't think, you know, it's the right thing for someone, at least you'll convey to them why the risk is. And ultimately, it's you know, it's the person's decision. Yeah, absolutely. To make yeah, so I, I, that's something else I appreciate uh, that you do. You're not. Absolutely not. I don't even want to talk about it kind of thing because that's how some people are. If you don't do the, the, the way they do it and with the company they want to do it with, mm-hmm. yeah, we don't, you, you, you know, you don't really have any other options. Like, well, yes, I do, right? Number one, I should have options with you, but I have options other than you. So I, I like that you give us the ability to make that decision and you won't just shoot somebody down because Because I go back to our initial conversation. I came in from the totally wrong perspective and we still ended up working together right it, it's like I, I had it all wrong and through our conversations I started to, to to you know filter out the noise, clear up the fog and I ended up where I think was the right place for me, right I agree the, you know the next guy that picked up the phone maybe he 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 had it works better for him for an aggressive poly or a less aggressive policy what have you but you know, you took the time to figure out what my needs were um, and I'll sh- Helped me talk through and understand that what I what I thought I wanted or what I wanted was not what I needed, because if if you peel back, well, you want this. Why do you want it? And when I explained to you the the the, the whole purpose of me trying to get my financial house in order, you said, "Oh, okay, that's your goal, right?" And and so we kind of refocused uh, from what I wanted to what I needed to accomplish my true goal, not the front, you know, not the 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 one I thought I needed. So that 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 was very, very um, different. Cause like I said, most other people that I spoke with was just 20 minutes, how much, how long, I'll send you several illustrations, right? Cause um, they mostly, most of the agents I work with would, would present me with one company and either different products or different writers or whatever, different iterations of the same one based on that 20 com- minute conversation. Did they ask anything uh, 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 about what I was trying to do with the policy? No. How much premium can you pay, and for how long? Good enough. I'll send you an illustration in twenty minutes. Yeah. Th- that's how most of my conversations went. Wow. Um, and 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 so, you know, go- going going taking a step back, kind of to to why I originally even got on this journey uh, to IBC was was the challenges I faced throughout my lifetime with what I thought I was supposed to do. My retirement accounts took hits in, you know, 2000 with the dot-com bust, and then 2008 with the recession, and they're taking a hit right now. (laughs) And so, um, but all of that was trying to achieve what what I was taught, conditioned to be the American dream. Right, family, home, car, retirement, kind of thing like that, and you had a guest on recently, Damascene, that kind of, I, I mean, he, he, he exemplifies the American dream, and, and as I was watching it, um, part of it was inspirational, and surprisingly, the other part was, like, shameful. His story was inspirational. Where he had to start, the challenges, the obstacles, the setbacks he faced— but he succeeded. Unbelievable. Yeah. It's very inspirational. Very inspirational. But the shameful part is, what's my problem? <laughs> what's, what's our problem? Right? Right. We, we, we didn't have to start in the hole that he did. You know, we, we, were, we were born in, you know, one of the best countries on the planet. And we have so much opportunity here. here. Why, why don't, why can't we accomplish things that, like Damascene did? But he touched on why. I don't remember exactly what he said, but but he basically said the education system tr- teaches us to be workers, yeah. right? And and when I think about it, it's it's not just our education system, but society in general molds us into cogs for a machine. That machine is for the enrichment of somebody else, the machine owners, whether it's you know Wall Street investments or or, or corporations, whatever. All of them. Yeah. We're we're a cog to to drive this machine. So when do I get to be a cog in my own machine? When do I get to have my own machine full of cogs? Is it's it's like here's Damasin with all the disadvantages, with with all the obstacles. He's he's getting there, right? And and why don't we do it? And it, it and I look back and think about Like advertisement, how many times have you seen, your life will be much better if you have a new car, (laughs) right? Your kids will be happier, your wife will be happier, your husband, whoever, new car. Um, But don't, don't, don't get this new car the the, the responsible way, get into debt, right? Because right after they show you this beautiful car, they'll tell you, you know, the, the 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 first 15 seconds of the commercial are the same. Beautiful car, beautiful series. Then the next one, depending on what interest rates are like, you know, rent or buy now, lease now, they give you the, you know, some terms and conditions that you can buy, you can enjoy it now now and pay for it later. Sure. that's that's how I was conditioned, right? I had credit card debt, card debt, all kinds of debt. And and, and that that kind of hurts, right? It it, it it makes makes it difficult to to realize. And create your machine to benefit you. You know, with, with either you as a cog or other cogs, generating to the benefit of yourself. And and even when you do it right, there there are a lot of challenges. Um, the, the the biggest reason I started rethinking what am I going to do about retirement, right? Because the 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 general way of doing things is y- you work until you retire. Some people you work until you die, right? But you work until you retire. Um, retire with what? What am I supposed to do when I retire? How am I supposed to maintain myself, right? Oh, that's easy. Retirement plan. Right? Okay, well, how is that working out for people? Majority of people, I forget the exact percentage, are forced to raid their retirement account before it's time. Medical emergency, whatever. Life happens. And you end up raiding it. Most people don't save enough in the first place. But let's say you avoid those pitfalls. You put enough away, you don't rate it. I I I had some numbers, you know, at the top of my head, but I wrote them down just so I I, I had them right. About 61%, right? Majority, 61% of global stocks destroy wealth. Meaning 61 out of 100 companies, you're gonna lose money. All right. That that that's that's scary. I don't have an even shot at this. I have less than an even shot at it, right? Um, studies have shown, like uh, the numbers I have from 1994 to 2016, um, global stocks produced about an average 7.3%. If you remove just the top 10% of those stocks, that return goes <coughs> down to 29
0: Oh, and then that's still an average. Right, still an average. Let's look at the actual. Yeah. If you
1: remove the top quarter percent, the top 25% of these global stock, your return is a negative 5.2. So you got a tiny target, a tiny bullseye you got to hit. Good luck with that.
0: Yeah. Right? While you're working, enjoying your family, traveling, doing whatever it is you like to do. hmm Yeah, go ahead and try to hit that narrow bullseye right, and yep. hope that nothing changes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and
1: and, and and another story from like, was it 1990 to 2018? Um, only 1.3% of global stocks were responsible for producing any gain over a T-bill. That tiny fraction is what made up everything over a T-bill. Are you invested in that? Right. Do, do does anyone know what it is after you know before the fact? And so it, it it's it's very very difficult. Even if you do it the way you're supposed to, it it's still uber challenging, right? And then one thing that that they tell you is the safest way is to invest in index funds, right? Like the S and P five hundred. We touched on it before. Um, you're picking 500 out of over 3,000 companies, what guarantee is it that those 500 ones are the right ones? And I thought that there was some algorithm, right, some computer algorithm that says, oh, okay, this company for whatever metrics or KPIs is falling out of the index, we're going to replace it with that one. It's not, it's a committee. Stock pickers, right, or, or investment people. It's How is that different than... Yeah, the
0: valuation of the company too that changes all the time. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, and
0: in the industry, yeah,
1: and and so those kinds of things made me think. All right, I, I got to use someone who knows. Like I can't. This is this is too important for me to do part time. And I've got to use a, you know, investment advisor, financial
0: advisor, whatever. And all you. this is going on while we're aging, right? The older we get, the more we recognize and. Uh, Consider our mortality. Mm-hmm. You know, the older we get, that time horizon—I mean, it adds pressure, right?
1: And and most of us are are taught, trained, conditioned to trade our time for money. Yeah, that's our most valuable asset. Um, there, there was a saying: if 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 you don't make money while you're sleeping, you're going to die. You know, working or something like that. But if 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 you cannot figure out a way to stop exchanging your time for money. When are you ever going to be able to get out of that situation? When are you ever going to feel comfortable and secure? Because, like Damascene alluded to, what if I get sick? What if I'm in a car accident? You know, th- then you're in troubles. And so, you, you, there's there you know there has to be uh, another way to do it besides the way we're teaching everyone today, right? It, it's it's like there's only one formula, but it's clearly not working. So, mm-hmm. so what are we supposed to do?
0: You know, I just want. Uh, well, it's reassuring to know that cash values in a dividend-paying life insurance policy, properly structured for you individually, whomever you are, whatever it is you're doing, um, that makes sense for you, right? The cash values only go one way. Mm-hmm. Einbahnstraße. It's a one-way street. Yeah. So they. This is uh, Wednesday, right? Mm-hmm. They went up last night while I was sleeping. They're increasing as we talk today. When the markets were closed on Sunday, the cash values were going up on Saturday, Saturday night.
1: Well, on the flip side, from last night to this morning, my
0: four hundred one (laughs) k (laughs) went down. Cash values went up. It's been going up for a while. Maybe you know. I mean, I'm just making a side comment. Mm. That's very reassuring that when you you're not dependent upon something that has no guaranteed yes there's a history i get it and you can't control it you know where you look at the life insurance policy and it's it's going to go up anyway Mm -hmm. 24 hours a day and seven days a week 365 days a year forever until we graduate right Mm -hmm. the life insurance policy matches your life okay well, then there's a death benefit, net death benefit. Even if I, you know, accessed a lot of the capital through loans or withdrawals, there's still going to be a net death benefit that passes to my people mm-hmm. or whomever I love and care about. They, maybe they're an entity. So there's there's an action beyond, you know, our life expectancy is all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, I, when you get to the point where you don't care what the market is or isn't. What the interest rates are or are not, I can't control them anyway. Right, you know, and it's like it's a it's a different way of living. It's mm-hmm. a different way of thinking, you know. And I don't uh, haven't in the in the in the medical profession, you know. Well, what's the number one cause of death? I don't know, or sickness, mm-hmm. probably stress. Mm-hmm. Well, what's the number one cause of stress? Oh, money. I mean, it it can literally become stress free right you know and i'm not saying it's a panacea to end all the be all but we're talking about money right and it is dang near the end all be all
1: Mm -hmm. and 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 that's the the key thing right predictability it it, it's it's hard to predict the market i think the term they use it's it's impossible to time the market yeah nobody can time the market um it used to be a bit easier back in the day um it, it, it's very difficult for, for financial advisors, active fund managers to outperform the market. Um, one of the key reasons is it, it, it's a, um, I don't know if it's called, the term is zero sum. For somebody to win, somebody has to lose. It's a zero sum game. Zero sum game, there you go. And it's not like you're pitting someone with a PhD against some guy that's flipping coins. No, they're all good. The competition is there. There's someone just as good as you, maybe even better, sitting on the other s- side of that stock transaction. You're selling it. He's buying it. Who's right? Like that, that's why it's so hard uh, for, for individuals to outperform the market and indexes. And, and so the other problem is, is the problem you've mentioned with, with whole, you know, life insurance companies that they're experiencing. A financial advisor, or fund manager—you know, the, the financial person, whatever it may be—success actually works against them because the more successful you are, the more people want to give you their money to take care of. It's harder to get those returns when the pool of money gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So you've got that working against yourself, and then you've got another guy across the table, just as good as you trying to beat you. You're both, you're trying to beat each other. And so, and that's why you see, you know, people that have maybe a, you know, multiple year track record suddenly fall off a cliff, right? Not sustainable. And despite um, indexes um, consistently outperforming any active fund manager, they're still not all that great. They, They still have their flaws. Sure. So even that safe um, Passive type of investment there, there's no guarantees I mean that's all I have and it, it, it's ugly to, I don't even want to log in anymore <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> that's not really funny but you know that reminds me back in the day of uh, going through the uh, 2008 9 the end of 27 2007 2000 2001 it got to the point where um, you know you get your statements your investment statements and Prior to these points in time that I just mentioned, you know, it's always going up. So there's the expectation that the market's always going to go up. Mm-hmm. You know, so you just throw the statements in your drawer. You don't even look at them. And, you know, then comes along like 2000, 2001, things start going south. And you look at them and you get shocked a couple of times. And then you quit looking at them because you don't want to see how bad it is. Right. You know, so that's exactly what you're saying. You know, it's like, no, I don't want to look. And you know and and you mentioned two earlier I used to talk about that where the timing the market you know there's a big you know household name investment house one of their and they all change their taglines regularly Mm -hmm. right and one of their older taglines used to be it's not timing the market it's time in the market Mm -hmm. well how do you tell somebody that's 75 years old losing 30 or 40 percent of their funds values that, oh, you know, just stay in it for the long haul. It'll come back. Mm -hmm. Well, in whose lifetime? Theirs or the advisors, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And then what is that worth? You know, watching your money going up and down and we're we're trying to hit this small target that we're all, you know, told that we can hit a 7% actual, no, a 7% average rate of return, 12% long-term growth stock mutual fund. Well, and I get it. Markets were up, you know, 25% last year. Maybe a really, you know, Uh, edgy fund was up 50 okay well what does it look like today what's it going to look like when I decide to retire which is still an unknown date right Mm -hmm. what's it going to be then Mm -hmm. I don't know and you don't know either even with life insurance I don't know I don't know what the cash values are going to be when I decide to retire because number one I'm not going to retire I'll graduate and I'll work until you know I graduate I may change the way I work I don't even know that date. How could I possibly know what the cash values are? I just know they're going to be larger then than they are today. Yeah, and 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 you
1: touched on what's I think should be, if not is scary for a lot of us. You know, at, at my age is what if I retire at the wrong time? What if 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 I retired January this year? Damn, that would have sucked for me, right? Um, by retired, you know. January of of 2020 when we had that huge dip, I would have been, oh my goodness! So yeah, you're right. There, there's no guarantee. There's no predictability in that. It and that's that's why I was thinking there's got to be a better way. Yep. Right. And 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 after after reading, becoming your own banker, building your warehouse of wealth, and um, to a certain extent, Pirates of Manhattan, there is a better way. There's clearly a better way. It's been there um there there there's actually more than one better way than than what we've been taught to do and i'm you know i mentioned it before more than one occasion i'm i'm so um thankful that i was able to get through the noise lift the fog and 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 work with you and your team you know i i feel fortunate to have that opportunity because um you're you're guiding me on that path to becoming my own banker. You didn't just sell me a policy, right? You're not a salesman. You're not just trying to sell policies. You know, I, my interaction with you is I get the impression you want to be a guide for someone, your clients, to become their own bankers. And, and that that is invaluable to me because I can't figure out a better way, right? The, the the way I was taught, the way I've been doing for the last, my career now, 30 years, I think I've had a retirement plan for 27 28 of those 30 years. It's nowhere near where it needs to be. I just keep seeing it and then it takes a lot longer for the drop yeah. is quick. Yeah. The the getting back to even takes a long time and then getting just when you get a little bit above even you're feeling pretty good, you know, it's like uh, you know th- 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 there there had to be a better way. Um but the, but the second challenge was am I doing it right? Once I figured out yes. If that that your team was the right Team to go with, um, as I mentioned before, a policy is not IBC. There's it's it's one component. Uh, it's a key component, um, but but understanding how to properly um, become your own banker. I, and and I mentioned in the last podcast what I do because of the environment I program in. It's it's very different than computer programmers. I I program an environment where. The end result, no matter how many variables you stuff in there, no matter if you're doing, if you're adding one and two or you're doing some complicated proportional integral derivative control or calculus, at the end, it's either true-false. All of that stuff has to come out true-false in the environment I work in, in the industrial, uh, they call PLC, programmable logic control. It's just a true-false machine. You can put a lot of complicated stuff in there but at the end, it comes out true/false. And I mentioned in the last podcast is how, how do I do that with infinite banking? How do I make a decision uh, uh, on should I be doing this or should I not be doing it? How do I get all of this stuff down to true/false? It's like how is that going to happen? And 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 as I mentioned during your 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 Halloween special, I don't know if if it's something you said specifically or maybe my mind drifted a little bit, but it 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 like I had a light bulb moment. And, and when I realized it, I had a second thought about something you said. Um, you, you had mentioned before um, that, um, Mr. Nash, that book, it, 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 the concepts he's trying to teach you is so simple that sometimes it, it darn near insults your intelligence, right? And I had that moment because when I thought about it, the test that I'm been you know racking my brain how to figure up figure out is the title of the book becoming your own banker. If you put a question mark at the end of it, and everything that comes your way, you put it to that test. There you go. Should should I be doing this? Is this helping me become my own banker? Yes, I'm going to do it. No, I'm not going to do it. Right? You you, you got to get into that mentality. You guys have mentioned it uh, before. You're 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 taking over the banking function. Is would a banker do that? Now, being able to answer the question to the test that takes you know so much learning it reminds me of of, of Texas Hold'em. Uh, there's a saying with Texas Hold'em that it takes a minute to learn, a lifetime to master. Right. Mm-hmm. So now I did the, the I did the minute thing. I learned that that's the test. The title of the book is the test of of things that come my way. Is is this thing I'm thinking of doing helping me become my own banker? Yes or no? Now, being able to accurately answer that takes a lot of learning,
0: right? That's good. I like that.
1: Yeah, and and so, you know, that that's one of the things I um, I'm glad to be working with you. And and even if even if we didn't talk, the fact that I have access to to your your videos and your podcasts and and uh, same thing with, with, with Mr. Mister Griggs that I saw his um, his seven-part series. Learning a lot. I'm better prepared to answer that question. I can't answer it for everything that comes my way. Right. But now at least I know the question to pose. And I have a pretty good idea of some things um, that were pretty obvious. Uh, pretty obvious yes, no. Policy design. There were so many no's in, in the illustrations I got. Um, now... That was part of the difficulty of, of understanding IBC. Like my understanding of IBC were bullet points in presentations, right? They were um, guaranteed growth, risk-free, tax-free, liqu- liquidity, easy access to money, right? That's, that's, that all sounds great. Guaranteed growth. Now, they didn't, they didn't tell you you have to have a big part in making that happen. I just thought you bought something, hand you this machine that does all this. Like, no, it's not that easy. Right. But that's the way... They try to sell it. You but this policy is that machine, and it's just going to do all these things. Like, no, it's not. There, there's some work on your part that you got to do to make it happen. There's some work on their part to make sure this machine doesn't fall apart. You know, I, I, I When I was thinking about how some policies are designed, I, I, I love cars, and so I have seen people take a. I think it's like a 1.8 liter. Um, engine and crank out a thousand horsepower. Now, that's great. Is that engine going to last? No. How many races are you going to have at that? Versus if you take like, <coughs> like one of my favorite cars is, is the Corvette. <coughs> and, and I don't know how many liters, but it comes off the line with like 400, 500 horsepower. Getting that thing up there to a thousand, yeah, you're going to tweak it but not as much as this one and and that's kind of how i see what you refer to as frankenstein policies you've taken a tiny motor and souped it up so much that yes it's going to win races maybe 3 of them before it blows up <laughs> i love that analogy <laughs> right you know and in in, in in listening to 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 that seven part series from mr greggs i think he had one where it, like after 12 years or something it just it just breaks like you can't even pay into it or things like that like is that what you want you want a 1000 horsepower engine coming or uh, power coming out of a tiny little engine thing's going to blow up on you yeah. eventually it's not going to last and so that that was you know that that was something that even though i didn't understand that at the time i i i i just knew that that was kind of what you were trying to get across: is that you, you you twist these things so much they might break. But now I understand, and and so again, I'm 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 glad I took I took a step back and stopped looking at the illustrations and 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 making my decision based on which which policy illustrated the best, most cash value, highest death benefit. I'm glad I I didn't go down that route. I'm glad I didn't start. My journey to becoming my own banker with that flawed thinking, because that would have gotten me in a lot of trouble. And and now I understand why. I just had a sense and, and a feeling and and, and and the flip side is I knew you don't do those things. So you're not gonna you're not gonna hand me something that's gonna explode on me on my third race, right? And so but now I have a better understanding of why. And 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 you know, I reiterate what I said earlier. If if people are just dead set on on only seeing infinite banking through the lens of a policy illustration, do yourself a favor and watch that seven-part series. He explains in detail the risks you're taking by souping up a policy, putting juicing up policy so much with such a small base, like a small foundation. I think that's the example he used. Is if you you build a house on a on a foundation that's like six inches. Thick, it'll dry fast. It'll be ready to go. You can put something on there, right? Versus if you do one that's like 18, more expensive, more material, going to take longer to set. But let's say on a six-inch foundation, you can put a one-story house, 1,500 square feet. You want to put a two-story, three-story, 3,500 square foot house? You better have started with that 18-inch yeah. foundation. If you want it to last, right. right? And you want it to support, yes, the 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 the, the weight, and in this yeah. case, the growth. Um, you know, do yourself a favor. Even even if you're going to take the the what I my opinion is the wrong approach to infinite banking through the eyes through the lens of a policy illustration. At least do that. Understand the risk you're taking. Because I didn't feel comfortable when more than one um, agent said you don't have to worry about that. Like I don't understand. The definition is here. It's in the illustration. It says, this is in my policy design. I don't quite understand what that means. And what does it mean that it is expected to, anticipated to? That's not a guarantee. That makes me uncomfortable. If this was some other thing that is kind of like a nice to have, it'll be great if it's there. Okay, I'll take a little risk, but not here. This isn't an arena where I want to, where, I, where I want to have some risk. I, I have plenty of other investment vehicles where I'm taking on plenty of risk. But then again, one key difference between yourself and others is you understand that there may be somebody that likes to gamble that has very specific needs and maybe needs to maybe only needs to win two two races. So yeah, let's pump this little engine up to thousand horsepower. <clears throat> right I only need to win two races. After that, I don't care. but someone yeah. like me, you know, I think when we talked, I need to win 17 plus years of racing, right? You you took my specific needs and designed a, designed a policy according to that.
0: So, Mike and I go a little long on this conversation because it's so good. We're going to end it here and we're going to pick it up on part two. Thank you for listening.